Testing, testing. Okay, are you going to let me record now? Yeah. You are? Hello, hi, I'm Erin Vandevin. Thanks for joining me today. This is Medium Lady Talks. This podcast is about figuring out the medium effort way to get the most out of life today. I hope the things I unpack here can role model and invite you to sort out your own ways to live life in the present. This is a show about experimenting to get closer to what matters most. I'm glad you're here, so let's settle in. Hello, hi, and welcome to Medium Lady Talks, episode 33. I'm going to talk about a beginner's how-to for podcasting. You know, and I uh, debated this episode a little bit. At first, it was 10 things I'm still learning from one year of podcasting, and then (laughs) I started to draft out that episode and realized pretty quickly that it was going to be much longer than I had anticipated, which is kind of cool. It's kind of cool to think that a year ago at this time, I was knowing nothing about podcasting, and now here I am a year later, and there's some salient things and enough salient things that I think I'm going to divide this into a couple of shorter episodes. So instead of 10 things I'm learning from one year podcasting, I'm going to talk today about podcasting for beginners, and I'm going to try to demystify the podcasting process a little bit because, you know, for me personally, the reason that I took so long to start my podcast is because I didn't understand the the behind the scenes. I didn't understand how to get started. It was really a mystery to me. And even though I had spent a lot of time Googling and a lot of time, you know, looking into things, it still felt too hard to get started. The first step was really unclear to me. So I'm going to really talk through and try to drill down as much as possible into my own experience over the last year and demystify the process for anyone out there who is interested in starting their own podcast and anyone who's interested in the behind the scenes nature of podcasting. At first, I really assumed that I still don't have enough information to share with people, but as I said before, writing down all of my thoughts about my podcasting process has actually been a really great experience to evaluate my own growth and celebrate how far I've come. And if I take a further step back, it goes back to something that I'm often preaching as my personal philosophy here on the podcast, which is medium effort. So medium effort is my way of investing a little bit of time up front in order to get the most return on investment later on. And oftentimes, medium effort actually looks like just that, reflection, looking back, assessing and evaluating, asking those questions that get to the heart of the matter, taking a bit of time to say, what have I learned from podcasting over the last year? And answering those questions is exactly medium effort. It takes a little bit of time, it takes a little bit of thought and effort, but the product of that reflection is really useful. It's really useful for me to look back and see how far I've come, and it's really useful to turn into a podcast episode so that I can share what I've learned with you, my listener, and with anyone else who is inspired to or excited at the idea of starting their own podcast, but perhaps feeling a little bit mystified as to how to get started. Having a podcast was something I wanted really for such a long, long time. I discovered podcasts when my oldest son, William, who's nine now, I discovered podcasts when he was a baby. I was looking for advice and parenting support. William is now nine, and it was such a relief to find 
podcasts that described other parent experiences. It was great to find episodes of parents talking about babies that were the same age as William was at the time and to just deep dive into podcasts as a way to understand what I might expect or just the diversity of experiences that people were having with parenting, what to expect with nursing, what to expect with sleep, what to accept with, expect with transitions, what to expect with solid food. You know, sometimes I felt mystified, like, what am I supposed to do with my baby all day? And it was a relief to hear other people having that same experience on podcasting, on podcasts rather. And once I discovered that, I found podcasts to be a beautiful and endless source of information on any subject that might interest me. And I have been listening to probably one podcast a day ever since. The very first podcast that kind of got its hooks deep into my heart was the One Bad Mother podcast. This podcast still exists. It's hosted by Teresa Thorne and Biz Ellis. I was hooked as a listener. I unfortunately actually don't currently listen to One Bad Mother, and that's says something interesting about how our listening habits change over time. And there's so much content out there that we can discover and enjoy. But honestly, every little podcast dream that I've had for myself has started because of how inspiring and hilarious Teresa and Biz were and are. And they were basically my gateway pod. (laughs) Once I started listening to them regularly, you know, anticipating, I think it was Fridays was their release, anticipating Fridays for a new episode... Listening to podcasts, as I said, has remained a huge part of my entertainment and and a huge part of how I consume things. And, you know, as a podcast lover, I remember really early on thinking, wow, I would love to do that. I would love to have a podcast. But I remember immediately feeling really mystified by the whole process. And even, you know, as I said before, those brief Google searches would leave me feeling really technically, you know, disinclined to experiment with making my own podcast. And then every now and then the the bug would hit, the idea would come to the surface and really nag at me. I would brainstorm a name for my podcast. I even would ask for podcasting equipment as a gift. And I started to kind of collect all these little things that were probably accumulating towards what is now Medium Lady Talks, but at the time was really just sort of my own desire to find and build a space to be more creative. It wasn't really until 2021 I had my best friend Emily was making a podcast as part of her job. And so she had all of this, you know, protected time to understand the process. She had experts at her fingertips to understand, you know, the choices that you might make about one podcast or another. And that was an instant in for me. I kind of had somebody on the inside and I could grill Emily for information. And so I did. I I kind of like immediately took hold of, of the opportunity. And some of what she taught me is part of this episode already. So Emily, I want to thank you and Medium Lady Talks and Medium Lady is forever in your debt. (laughs) Emily has been on the podcast before a couple of times. And so you can hear us chat uh, in some of the archived episodes, but it really wouldn't be without Emily. I guess maybe what I'm thinking is that I'm a pretty relationships driven person. And it was having a relationship with somebody who could give me information beyond the Google search that really empowered me to take action. There's something about, for me personally, reading an article written by somebody that I don't know and actioning that information versus actioning information from someone that I feel like I have a relationship with. And that could be a real relationship or it could be enough of a connection with somebody that I feel like I have a relationship, that that connection creates the relationship that allows me to put their advice into practice. 
And hopefully, actually, here on Medium Lady Talks, I'm cultivating that sense of relationship with you as well. There's a lot of things that I talk about on this podcast, including how to start your own podcast. There's a lot of information and advice that I want to give you here that I hope feels actionable because we're building a connection together, that we're building a relationship together. And I hope that that makes my advice feel more meaningful to you. My relationship with Emily and starting my podcast is a good example of how, you know, those Google searches, those, you know, information from well-meaning people, but I was disconnected from them from a relationship standpoint. And that is part of, not only, but part of what held me back from actioning their advice. And having a relationship with Emily and being able to, you know, grill her for information. I'm saying grill her, but uh, it was probably more of a gentle like, hey, how do I do, (laughs) how do I do this? Emily, if you're listening, you can let me know if you felt like I uh, really um, took advantage of your knowledge there. Anyway, I think that, you know, relationship is a huge part of taking inspiration into action and turning inspiration into action. So by the time I was ready to start the podcast last year in 2021, I had explored my own creativity quite a lot. And I had built connections on Instagram with an amazing community that was growing. That was the Medium Lady community on Instagram. And if you're a listener, but you're not following me on Instagram, please go ahead and follow me there. You can find me at medium.lady. There's all kinds of writing, videos, stories. I talk a lot about all of the little things that um, bring me joy in my life. I wanted to continue to serve that medium lady audience in new ways. And the podcast was something I'd always desired to do. And those two, you know, circles of the Venn diagram, or the three circles, actually, knowing someone who had a podcast, having an audience to serve, and a good sense of my own creativity and those boundaries, those three circles really kind of finally overlapped into creating this podcast that you're listening to right now, Medium Lady Talks. Once I got over the initial mystery of podcast production, it was merely a matter of making habits and distilling my own success and failure into tangible learning opportunities. So that's really going to be the meat of this episode. going to talk about as much practical information as I can to demystify um, the process of creating a podcast. You know, if if anything, this will be the woman behind the curtain, the medium lady behind the curtain. This is really, this episode will focus on all of the production questions I had that got me tripped up with taking my dream of having a podcast to a reality. I'm going to share these production points um, through the entire process that I'm currently using to produce this podcast And I'm going to also talk about the ways that that's kind of iterated a little bit over time. The first point of every episode is a draft. And that's either a draft title, a draft interview, a draft guest. You have an idea for what the episode is going to be all about. And and actually, if you want to zoom out even a little bit more, you do need to have an idea of what your podcast is going to be about. And I think idea, you can use that really loosely. I'm not a firm believer in niching too hard, especially as an early creative. I think that if you're at the beginning of your creative process and a podcast feels like the place for you, then let it be your sandbox. Do not worry about defining who and what you are too soon because you will need that breathing room to iterate and experiment and see what feels best to you, see what resonates the most with the people who are enjoying your content, and testing the boundaries by learning from others. I think that for most people, their podcast is going to be about them. So for me, Medium Lady Talks is about me. It's about 
my point of view and the ways that I'm trying to learn more about the world and about myself. It is about medium effort, which is, you know, not, you know, driving yourself crazy with perfectionism and not, you know, letting the world pass you by. It's about putting a bit of thought and energy into something so that you can lean back and enjoy the return on investment for your work that you've put into your life. And mindful fun. And mindful fun is about, you know, tapping into those sensory pleasures of life in a way that's purposeful, in a way that pays attention so that when you're having fun, you notice it. When your body is experiencing pleasure, you notice it. When your mind is feeling engaged and excited, you notice it. And that you're maximizing those moments of your life through mindfulness that are bringing you joy and a grounded sense of peace and, and passion as you live your life. And define the boundaries of those things for you. So those are the two things that I'm about. But I didn't have those things perfectly crystallized even when I started the podcast. They were very close, but you know, even for me to rattle off what those two things mean to me, mindful fun and medium effort, that takes time, it takes practice. And sometimes when we're consuming podcasts, everybody makes it seem easy. But the thing that makes it seem easy is the draft. So let's get into the subject of drafting. I have experimented with a few methods to draft podcasts and a few formulas. Um, My favorite format is typically when I speak off the cuff, pretty unscripted, and then I follow that up with an interview. And actually, in season two of Medium Lady Talks, I haven't followed that format. I'm going to talk about time a little bit, too. But that's mostly because I've been making specific choices about how I spend my time on the podcast. And... Speaking off the cuff followed by an interview is essentially two podcasts in one, but it is my favorite format. I like to kind of talk about what's on my mind and then link it to connections with a subject matter expert or friend or topic for conversation. I feel like those are when I'm really in my best zone as a podcaster. But admittedly, as I said, I'm usually really time limited to make that kind of content. And so I don't want that favored format to impede any other drafts that I might make. The other draft structure for this podcast is me speaking on my own about a subject or an interview. So speaking to interviews, a draft interview is something that you have to really play around with. Interviews for me have been one of my strengths, and that's actually been a really nice surprise. I didn't expect to enjoy interviewing as much as I do. And I didn't expect my interviews to be as successful as they are. If I had the bandwidth, I honestly, I would definitely have more interviews on the podcast. Uh, When I interview, I draft four questions, um, maybe a few lightning round questions, and then I let the conversation create the rest of the structure of the episode. When you're drafting, you're going to have to pay attention to your relationship with the person you're interviewing your knowledge of their subject matter expertise, so how much you can use what you already know to incite conversation and to keep the conversation going. You also have to think about how well you know the person you're interviewing, because that's going to also overlap with your subject matter expertise. And then you're also going to have to think about your own willingness to leave some breathing room in that interview. Sometimes Um, If your structure is about being really on point with time, if you really care about how long your episodes are, then you're going to have to potentially draft more content. And so what I mean by that actually is my longer episodes are the ones that are less scripted. My shorter episodes are the ones that are very scripted. And my interviews are the same way. 
I can conduct a really short and efficient interview if I have 10 to 15 questions that I'm prepared to move along through. But if I have only four questions, then I can expect a more meandering conversation and more improvisation from me as an interviewer and more spontaneity from my guest. And so those are the things that you have to kind of think about a little bit. If you care about how long your episodes are, and you might or you might not know, then I would encourage you to experiment with both speaking off the cuff and speaking off of a script. Of course, scripting is a medium effort activity. So medium effort meaning you're going to put a fair bit of time into writing a script, but it's going to shorten the amount of time that you require to record. It's probably also going to shorten the amount of time that it requires you to edit your podcast. And I'm going to talk about that later on. When I speak on my own like I am today, I usually draft that medium effort outline. And actually, through season two, recently, I've started doing a bit more word-for-word scripting. I really hesitate to use the this phrase word-for-word, um, but I have been doing a bit more scripting of episodes. And this is because I had heard, as I said, that the strategy of scripting can help you cut down on editing time. And I was really feeling like the process of writing out a very loose script was easier spent up front than later when I was on an editing deadline. So it was nicer for me to spend time before um, recording thinking about the episode than it was for me to rush and feel stressed through the editing process as the deadline of my podcast drop date was coming closer and closer. That has been mediated a little bit because my sister, Hannah Vandevin Dong, is now editing the podcast for me. And that's a bit of a partnership that we're, you know, dabbling in together. Hannah, I'm so grateful for you and I'm so excited to see what this can mean for Medium Lady Talks. And that editing process, I'll again I said I'll talk about that editing process um a little bit later. One more word on drafting for beginners. I would really recommend that you decide now before you start your podcast on your intro and outro. I modeled my own intro and outro after Lara Tremaine's podcast, 10 Things to Tell You. It has been the script and the sound intro that I've used every episode since. I'm really, really happy that I spent time figuring it out, kind of like a mini podcast that you put into each episode. So you need your intro and your outro, and they kind of become their own sound files that you plop into every episode. It makes it very easy to keep episodes sounding consistent and structured for listeners week after week. When my listeners listen to my podcast, I want them to hear that music, hear my voice, and know that they're about to hear Medium Lady Talks. I want them to know what they're getting every week. When they hear my intro in their feed, they know exactly who and what the podcast is about to serve them. Okay, and that's the process of drafting. The process of recording is next. So it's really funny, but recording is usually the thing that takes the least amount of time. I plug my microphone into my laptop, I find a quiet room with a door, and I hit record. There are some technical aspects that I've learned about recording, but there's no doubt that I really need to learn more about making this process a bit more refined to improve sound quality. As I mentioned before, my sister Hannah is a voiceover artist and producer, and she's been giving me a few tips and tricks But also, it's kind of about deciding what matters most and putting effort into what's most important. And I have accepted that for this first, you know, few years of uh, Medium Lady Talks, that sound quality is going to be a long game for me. I'm not going to have crystal clear sound quality right out of the gate. And and that's especially true for 
the medium of interviews because when you interview a guest, it's really hard to control quality of their sound. And and you have to kind of let go of a bit of perfectionism when it comes to sound quality and realize that once the podcast is underway, your listeners' ears will adapt to the quality of the sound. For a while, I was recording in my bedroom closet on the floor. Then I realized that I actually wanted to talk much longer than my 38-year-old body could handle sitting on the floor, and I started to get more and more uncomfortable. I have also recorded using my mic setup and my iPhone. I do have an iPhone 12, and honestly, sometimes if I have the right setup for sound, sometimes I can get as good of a quality for my phone as I can from my um, recording equipment. I will, in my next few episodes, talk a little bit more specifically about the kind of equipment that I have. The first time I recorded an episode on my phone, it was because I was so tired and I just couldn't imagine setting up my whole microphone. I just curled up on the floor and I recorded and I was wondering how many people would notice. Do you know how many people noticed? Absolutely zero people noticed. And as I said before, you know, recording, I I use the Audacity program, I plug in my microphone and I hit record and then I edit from there. So that leads me to the third point of podcasting for beginners, and that's going to be editing. Editing is definitely one of the broader learning curves. I will talk more about what you can do to minimize editing fatigue in uh, further episodes. But editing, honestly, is just about listening to what you've recorded, deleting the parts you don't want, and enhancing the quality of what you have. I do use Audacity, which is a free software for sound editing. Audacity will record an MP4 track, and then podcasts are published as MP3s. So I did have to do a bit of learning around that. When you record on your phone, it will record as an MP3, which means you have to convert the MP3, edit in Audacity, and convert back to MP3 for publishing. These are all these little things that take up time, and that's really what editing is. It's dedicating time to finessing the episode, lovingly editing out the ums, the ahs, the you knows. Yeah, so the cadence of your voice is natural for listeners and doesn't sound overly performative, I guess. Generally, as a beginner, I spend about three hours editing for every one hour I've produced, That's actually a huge time investment for me. It's a big part of the reason that I transitioned to a bi-weekly podcast schedule back in the summer of 2021. And it's a big reason that I finally accepted the help that my sister was offering me in terms of editing because I would love to get back to a weekly recording schedule, but the editing has been just a huge time investment for me. And of course, if it's a long episode, it's more time editing. The other thing is when you're editing your own podcast is you can actually decide how perfect it sounds. This is something that I actually didn't really think about until I was probably well underway podcasting many episodes under my belt. Probably not until episode, you know, I don't know, 27 or 28 did I realize that actually editing is a choice and you can choose to not edit your podcast at all. I could easily upload raw footage of my voice with all the ums, the ahs, the pauses, the little, you know, oral tics that I make, and people might listen or they might not. They would be able to choose if the quality of sound suits them as listeners. I'm not in control of that. What I am in control of is how I spend my time editing. And this actually didn't cross my mind because I think I consume a lot of popular podcasts. And I hadn't been consuming some of the smaller podcasts like my own. And I started to dabble in listening to podcasts with smaller listenership and really learned a lot more about the ways that people were producing podcasts 
And there are millions of podcasts out there. I think there's probably at least five podcasts for every human being on the planet. So it was really actually refreshing to consume a podcast that wasn't made by Armchair Expert or Kendra Adachi or these huge media corporations like NPR or these huge companies that are known for beautiful sound quality, beautiful editing. You know, if you're listening to something like Radiolab, Radiolab is all about beautifully sound edited podcasts. But that's not why I'm listening as a as a listener. That's not why I'm tuning in. I'm tuning in because of the storytelling and the captivating ways that I'm going to learn something new about the world. But it does make me feel like if I release a podcast that doesn't sound like those podcasts with millions of downloads a week, then I'm not doing it right. And that actually isn't the case. And it wasn't until I started listening to some smaller podcasts with smaller communities that I realized that there's as many ways to produce as there are podcasts. And I should broaden my sandbox in terms of what I would allow or be excited about from my own sound quality so that I could free up some of the time and free up some of the assumptions I was making about how people podcast. And, th- and that's been really, really freeing for me, you know, listening to a couple podcasts where people, they just don't edit at all. And the, and the host would freely say is like, this is not edited. That's not how I choose to spend my time. Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> and these podcasts are still like really, really successful and have, you know, great communities and super engagement and Patreon communities. And, you know, they're they're making change. And so I had to think a little bit about changing that um, perspective and letting go of the perfectionism of sound editing as a measure of success. Okay, um, I did mention intro music. Intro music can be found much easier than I had thought. I did originally think like, oh, I'm going to have to compose music. How can I use music as a part of my podcast? You can just search Creative Commons licensing, and there are many Creative Commons music websites. A quick Google of, you know, Creative Commons music for podcasts, you'll find a number of websites. Just make sure that the creator has released the track for audio production. Then they will say that clearly. They will say, this is for use for audio production, not for video, or this is only for video, not for audio. You want to make sure that your music is credited in every single episode. I always put mine in the show notes. The music for Medium Lady Talks is called Climb by The Ghost in Your Piano, and I just love it so much. I can't imagine changing that anytime soon. That's what I've learned about editing in the last year. Now, the next part is posting. And I think that this was the, you know, the most mysterious element of recording a podcast that was really kind of stuck in my head. I honestly had no idea how podcasts got uploaded to my app until Emily had her work experience. I googled it a few times, but I felt very technically over my head. And I kept meaning to ask Nick to help me research it because Nick loves research. But part of me was actually too shy to tell him I wanted to start a podcast. I was worried what he would think of me if I said, hey, I want to start a podcast, but I need your help researching something. And and I just kept putting it off. Finally, you know, when Emily had her work experience, I could ask my trusted friend. I could expose, you know, how dumb I felt about the whole thing. I could admit to her I wanted a podcast, even though I had no idea how to get it to pod listeners. Basically, there are podcast hosting websites. You upload your audio track the same way you would upload something to your Google Drive or your Dropbox, and then you tell the website to publish your podcast and where to publish it. There are lots of hosting platforms. I use Podbean. I think I pay $9 US a month. 
I've been very happy with it. I feel like it does exactly what I need for the price I want to pay. Podbean, Podbean has no idea who I am. This is not sponsored in any way. But I would say as a beginner, everything about the interface of Podbean was very intuitive for me. And I've never had any hosting issues, including, you know, sometimes I publish immediately and sometimes I schedule future episodes. And I've never had an issue with that. Basically, this is the element of publishing that was actually super simple. I'm, I'm still like a little bit surprised at how unmysterious this all was. What I would recommend is that if you want to record a podcast and you're not sure how to get it out to people, that you just start really, really small. Start with mini draft of something, aim to talk for 15 minutes on a subject that you really feel like is a good point of entry for you. Okay, so let's review. We've talked about drafting, we've talked about recording, we've talked about editing, we've talked about posting, and now we're going to talk about promoting. Like editing, promoting is a really sneaky part of podcast creation because there is a lot out there in the market for people to choose from, which is why it's important to promote your podcast in some way, shape, or form. Promoting the podcast is something that I always wish really felt more organic to me. I wish it felt more straightforward. And I acknowledge that I think it could actually just be me feeling awkward about taking up space and asking or encouraging people to spend their limited free time on something that I make, you know, to say like, hey, I really think you're going to like this. Hey, I think you're really going to find this entertaining. Or hey, I think I can help you what I have to offer. That, you know, just feels awkward. That's just not something that I still feel really like cool doing, you know, Um, I think it's just the nature of the thing. That's what I want. I want you and many others to spend time listening to the podcast because I think it's pretty great. I know it is a good thing in the world. I know that this podcast can help you. You know, even saying that now, I'm like, but it's true. It's really true. And I have to just kind of ground myself in in what I believe and then just share it. It's going to be up to you to consume or not. And that has nothing to do with me. That has everything to do with you. I've really only used Instagram and the Medium Lady community on Instagram to promote the podcast. I do have a limited grasp on my reach. I do get rudimentary statistics from Podbean. And for now, I think that's working and it's working well enough for me. After a year, I average about 30 to 40 downloads a week and I'm tickled pink about that. You know, if 40 people walked in and wanted to listen to me talk, I would be overwhelmed. (laughs) It's true. I definitely want the podcast to grow, but I have time for that to happen organically. And I have time to play the long game to see where I can take this after two more years, five more years, or even 10 more years. Generally, when I promote the podcast on Instagram, I try to consistently talk about the podcast on the day it drops in my stories. I try to post a static post in my feed with the podcast cover art to engage any listeners who want to talk after the episode. So if you want to talk about this episode, you can find the bright pink tile on my feed. Go to that post and that's where we can engage about the episode. Um, Sometimes I will pull audio clips and convert them into reels. Reels take the most time from a promotion standpoint, but they have resulted in an increase in growth, which is like super annoying. But that's just, you know... There's an Instagram beast and it likes to be fed a specific kind of meal and reels are the meal. Like I said, you know, I really I try not to worry too much about this stuff, but it is a part of each episode cycle, the promotion part. So that's it. Draft, record, edit, post, promote, and then you do it all over again. And, you know, I can't believe I have done that for 32 episodes and counting. 
those are my thoughts on the podcast process for beginners. And I would just, you know, I'm going to leave you with a few questions to consider for each phase that are going to help you with that medium effort. So we're going to walk through this. You're going to want to take out a pad of paper and a pencil, or you're going to want to pull out your favorite notes app, or you're going to want to drag out your laptop and, and just follow along with me. If you're interested in starting a podcast, let's think through some of the questions you need to answer about the process before you dive in. The first question is about drafting. And this question is this, do I need a scripted draft to record with confidence or am I aiming for a more organic, chatty, meandering recording? That's the question. So you want to know is, do I need a script to use my voice or is my voice best heard when I speak from the heart, when I speak without a script? And maybe it's somewhere in between. That's the first question. The second question is about recording. And you're going to think, how much does technology matter to me when it comes to recording? How much does technology matter to me when it comes to recording? How much does sound quality matter to me when it comes to recording? Those are the two questions that you need to ask yourself. Because if sound quality doesn't really matter to you, then you should really just be recording on your phone. And if sound quality matters a lot to you, then you can listen to my future episodes where I will talk about technology and the things that I've been using to record. The next question is about editing. Your editing question is as follows. How much time do I have for the editing process? And how much time do I want to spend on the editing process? That might sound like the answers to that would be the same as like, I have a lot of time and I want to spend a lot of time or I have no time and so... I need to spend no time on it, but I actually don't agree with that. I think that you might have very little time to edit, but you may want to spend more time on it. And that will lead you to what I'm going to talk about, which is asking for help. I think if there's anything that's been really thematic of how I got started on my podcast, it was asking for help. I asked Emily for help. I asked my sister Hannah all the tips and tricks that she had from an editing and promotion standpoint. And when she offered me help, I took a while to accept her help, but I am finally accepting her help to edit. I did ask my husband Nick for gifts for recording equipment. I did ask my husband Nick for time to protect my time so that I could stand in front of my closet and record an episode. That is the one thing that is really thematic of getting started on your podcast is you are going to have to ask for help. You're going to have to ask somebody to help you. And that's actually a great thing. You know, even asking people to listen to it, even asking people to share it. Podcasting is about community and connection, and that cannot happen alone. You cannot have a podcast without asking people for help. And, you know, that is one of the probably most significant barriers that I had to overcome. If I started listening to podcasts nine years ago, It took me eight years to get over asking for help. That's too long. That's too long. If you feel like you want to have a podcast and you have something to say, don't let asking for help get in your way. The rest of it is just technical, but that's a huge mental barrier to getting started. Okay, back to editing. So those two questions is how much time do I have and how much time do I want to spend? If you don't have a lot of time, but you want to spend more time on editing, then you're going to have to ask for help. You're going to have to let somebody edit for you and relinquish the control that comes with editing. 
I know a lot of podcasters still edit their own podcasts. That's great if it works for them. Right now, I'm leaning into the help that my sister's offered me, and I am sometimes really uncomfortable with her spending her time on that, but have to accept that it's iterative and that if there's ever a time when this stops working for Hannah, that she'll let me know. And I have to trust that our relationship is um, really strong and that our relationship will benefit from this partnership together. And the podcast will benefit. I will benefit. There's probably something in it for Hannah, too. The next question is about posting, and it's how much do I want to spend and what is the podcast hosting website that matches my budget? That's really it. You probably will have to spend a bit of money to post. You're just going to have to decide personally what works best for you. I think the budget line is more important than where your hosting website will allow you to publish to. I think most hosting websites will allow you to distribute to all of the major platforms, but you have to decide how much posting automatically or a scheduled option for you is. You have to decide how much you want your hosting website to retain, how much uh, you want your podcasting website to offer you uh, a landing platform for your listeners. There's all kinds of services, but those all come with a dollar amount. And really, when it comes to posting, you just have to uh, ask yourself how much you want to spend and then find the hosting website that matches that budget line. Okay, the last question is promote. And your question here is going to be, what feels the most natural when it comes to podcast promotion? What feels the most natural when it comes to podcast promotion? And the second question is, how am I going to have to step outside of my comfort zone to promote my podcast? That's the last question. How am I going to step outside of my comfort zone to promote my own podcast? And I think that those questions will really give you a good sense of a map, a map to get started, a map to dive in and feel ready to record and overcome some of the challenges and barriers that may have be, been getting in your way if you are interested in starting a podcast. My point of view is the podcast of someone who does this on the side. You know, I have a busy nine to five. I have a busy family life. And so that's really where all of my tips and tricks are coming from is the person who is not podcasting full time. Also, podcasting is not a deliverable that I have for work, and so I think that's also important. There are no other stakeholders in my podcast except for me and my listeners. That's important to me. Right now, as I said before, the goal of my podcast is to just continue with consistency, continue growing, continue offering valuable content to my listeners, and navigating the space from there and, and seeing what grows out of those good intentions. The next few episodes, I'm going to talk more about the 10 things that I've learned from one year of podcasting. I will do a deeper dive into technology. I think technology is kind of all about perspective. It's still about priority setting, and I'm going to share more about my experience. I'm going to talk about letting your point of view evolve. I'm going to talk about audience, um, audience participation, audience membership. I'm going to talk about a little bit about social media. I'm going to talk a little bit about pitching yourself to uh, potential interview candidates and the planning and the planning that is required. But it's all, again, going to come from that point of view of someone who is not podcasting for a living. And I would say at this time, I don't even think the goal is to podcast for a living. The goal is to continue to build connection. The goal is to continue to offer service and grow and, and help as many people as possible through the podcast and entertain as many people as possible through the podcast. And that's going to remain the goal probably for quite some time. 
Okay, that is today's episode. It is a little bit of a how-to for beginners if you're interested in getting into podcasting. And I will tell you that I hope if you've been thinking about starting a podcast that this has helped you. And if you decide to start a podcast after listening to this episode, please go ahead and find me on Instagram at medium.lady and let me know because I would be very happy to support your podcast, very happy to uh, listen and give you a rating and review. If you like this episode, I hope you would give it a rating and review wherever you happen to be listening. If you love this episode, I hope that you will share it with someone who can benefit from the content and perhaps has been thinking about starting their own podcast for a little while. Above all, I hope that this podcast finds you well wherever you are. My name is Erin. This has been Medium Lady Talks, episode 33, and I will see you again soon. Bye!